Blog Talk Radio. talking both of them were Christians but one had backslid and they gotten into a conversation and the backslider was complaining because everything had gone wrong for him Christian was trying to encourage him. And in the conversation, it went something like this. Because sometimes, no matter how strong you've been in the faith, things will go wrong for you. I just want to leave this with you tonight. This is what they were saying. They say you've been sick. Just two folk having a conversation. The Christian says, tell me about it. Tell me about it. He said, you're sick. Christian kept on asking him. Tell me about it. 
man said, I got to go to court. He said, you're going to court. Christian said, that's all right. Go on. Out 
tell me about it. All your bills are past due. it had not been for you, we would not be here. We open our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety. And did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence. Because we know where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified, that you might be glorified. That your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God. Life eternal life God we pray oh God today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you Lord bind the hand of the devil God rebuke the hand of the enemy Lord God let your anointing that resonates in this place even now God let there be an outpouring on your people we need you God to take us to another level in you Lord God we're faced with demonic forces God Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord, but we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, we can leave with your anointing, Lord, that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you because you are a healer. You're the God that healeth these, and healing is in your wings, and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. You're able to save our troubled souls. 
And in the name of Jesus, bind every demon, Lord, every demonic force, Lord, God, that comes to keep us in the same place, Lord. We're willing, God, to surrender and say yes to your will, Lord. We're willing to turn our lives, God, over into your hands, Lord, because we come to the place, God, where we realize like never before, we need you, Jesus. More than anything we know, we need you, Jesus. While men are trying to find, God, solutions to this chaotic world, God, we're looking to you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This morning, Mr. James Cleveland, the whole song, Where Is Your Faith? Hallelujah. Is your faith in God this morning? Uh, do you remember Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7? Are we trusting in the Lord with all our heart and leaning not to our own understanding in all our ways? We acknowledge him. Before we make a move, we're going to pray. He's going to direct our path. We don't want to be wise in our own eyes. We want to fear God and depart from evil. Well, Sister Barbara, you said depart from evil. I'm not doing anything evil. I promise you. We all have sinned and come short. <laughs> it is nothing more than a, a bad thought. A wrong thought, depart from evil. And if you don't know what you're doing wrong, if you don't know that you're committing a sin, go to God in prayer and say, Lord, show me me. I want to take self-inventory. I want to make sure I'm, de I'm departing from evil. I don't want to be wise in my own eyes. I want to fear you. Because to fear God each time is the beginning of wisdom. He's the big God. There's no bigger God than him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's on our side today in spite of us. 
He's looking beyond our fault, yet meeting our needs. Because we got some fault. We're doing some wrong around here. Yeah. Those that are perfect and doing no wrong, he done took them up. They gone. And they didn't die. They went straight from the earth, straight up with God. <laughs> because they did no wrong. They was perfect. They had perfected. Yeah. But I thank God this morning we can go to him on any account. His blood covers us from, from any and everything. It was the blood that washed us clean. And it, we should be a people that's in a repenting state all the time. We're repenting, repenting, Lord, for what I know I've done wrong, and Lord, for what I don't know I've done wrong. Because you got some Christians, they're they doing wrong, but they don't know it. And sometimes it's the training, it's the where you was taught, who taught you. Yeah, because I, I, I see some, ooh, some things that's not scripture that Christians believe that God would have them to do. But we got to pray. Go to him. I want to tell you this this morning. When you are taught to cut out the middle man, that's Barbara. Cut her out of there. Where Barbara was, put God. Because without him, you can do nothing. Barbara can do nothing. There's no need in me telling you, follow me. Where, where are you going, Barbara? Where are you leading us to? Barbara says this, follow God. <laughs> Through his son, Jesus Christ. Don't leave Jesus out of nothing. It gets your hero points, brownie points. Celebrated, uplifted, blessed Jesus, the name Jesus. So we following him because we're the church and he's the head of the church and died for us. He died for us. So we want to follow him. We don't want to follow no man. Y'all getting some great stuff over here because a lot of churches and pastors they don't teach this. They don't teach you to be self-sufficient with God, you and him. The way they teach it, they got to be involved. They got to tell you where you can go, when you can visit another church. Huh? And God done spoke to you and told you to go. They, they told you it's all right, the club. And come to church. One day God will deliver you. It take a well-made up mind. That's what I want to say. You got to make your mind up. That I don't want to do these things no more. Clubbing is not like drinking. Drinking, you may struggle with some things. But clubbing, you can just not go. I don't go to grocery store every day, do you? But I enjoy when I'm able to shop. When I'm not or when I don't need nothing else, I don't go. You don't need the club. You don't need ungodly places. But my husband, well, I tell you what, I'd rather obey God than man. But it's going to cause division in my house where we're about to be separated, y'all, because I'm going to obey God. Because when I open my eyes after I die, if I die before he returns, 
When I stand before him, I want to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant. I don't want to hear you put nobody before me. He, he may not say that because you're going to see your own movie. And you already know that where you're going. Hallelujah. According to what you see. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So we want to get this thing right with God. We don't want to think wrong. We don't want to treat people wrong. We don't want to be selfish. We don't want to think it's all about us because I see too much of that too and folks saying they know God. If you selfish, I don't know if you know it. Because his theme is love everybody, even your enemies. You can't love folks and be selfish too. And then you got people, the ones that care about them, they don't really care about them people because they care too much about them. Them that don't give a rat tail about them, that's who they love the most. Those who not going to come around often. Yeah, if they call them, they busy or they don't answer. These are the people they love. People that treat them bad. I don't, don't ask me why, I don't know. I'm not even trying to figure it out. I'm trying to know that for God is love and he requires us to love. Again, he requires us to even love our enemies. So I don't have any excuse. Because I can love my enemy and not deal with them every day. I can love them and walk away and love, keep loving them from a distance. I don't care who your enemies are. I can be family members. It can be children. <laughs> it can be your husband or wife, co-workers. That business partner. And if you've got to deal with them and you praying, God will show you what to do, how to do it, to get along with them and keep it still at a distance. God is faithful. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we just got to, as Kenny Rogers said, know when to hold them know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. Yeah, these things are important for us. Hallelujah. want to say this morning, happy birthday, Irene. Happy birthday, Irene. Happy birthday to Irene. Happy birthday to you. I think I missed it. We missed it. <laughs> Because I was doing so much and whatever, and I forgot the birthday. And uh, please forgive me, Irene. I will make it up to you. I will make it up to you. I was trying to send stuff to Australia to be a blessing, but it, I, I don't know what's happening. Brother Lewis say happy, happy birthday, Irene. And he, he got his little hat tilted to the side and his blower in his mouth celebrating. Yeah, so what I'm going to have to do is uh, just go online and send a gift card or if it's something, you know, she thinks she won't, maybe I can uh, go and do that for her. Yeah, because it's her birthday. And uh, I want to do that more often. I want to celebrate our birthdays with something. So I'm going to work on that. Don't worry. I'm going to work on that. And uh, so Sir Jerry's birthday is tomorrow, the 13th. And I when yours was the 11th, y'all just a day or so apart on the birthday stuff. 
maybe, you know, the years are different, but the date's quite close. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing, a birthday. I used to then celebrate mine. I used to just go on like it was just nothing. But then the Lord called my attention to it. He blessed me to see another year. I'm going to celebrate that. Thank you, Lord. Okay, Brother brother Louis, I, I got you with the pain and, and, and the nerve pain. Yeah. All right. And she's healed. Sister Sherry with the eye. Yeah. We're praying for her. So today we're going on over to Acts chapter 12. And uh, they're still persecuting the church. And so we are going to see what happened because we saw that uh, Apostle, they, they killed Stephen. They stoned him to death. They buried him. Apostle Paul was breathing out fire like a dragon against the Christians. He was on his way to Damascus. God knocked him off the horse and uh, asked him why was he persecuting his people. And he, he went on down. Uh, they had to lead him. The, the men that was with him had to lead him down to Damascus because that's where he was on his way to, to go down there uh, to kill more Christians, uh, lock them up and all that kind of stuff because he had the decree from the head man that he could go down there and do what he wanted to do. And uh, Peter came into play. We found out about him and Cornelius and what God did for Peter. Peter went over and was a blessing. We heard about Philip and the Ethiopian unit. Yeah, a lot went on that we were blessed by. Well, I was blessed by the word of God. And so I know that if we take a look at these things and if we go to uh, 2 Peter and chapter 1, and, and, and just stay right there as often as possible. It's going to teach us and remind us that we're saved. It's going to teach, teach us and remind us we came out of darkness into this marvelous light. Yeah, and that God is for us. He, he sent man to jot down his word, write his word, so we would have a guide, so we would know what to do and what not to do. Yeah. I'm thankful unto him this morning and uh, uh, for all he has done. Thank you, Jesus. So now, uh, Saul was against the people of God and wants to put him in prison and all of that. And then now we get to see that uh, the people is against him now to kill him. So, not not just to lock him up, but they they want to kill Saul. Yeah. And so we thank God this morning that uh, he turned things around for us. And then he'll use that very thing to bless the person that was evil. Because he see, they did not know any better. Yeah, they didn't know any better. So we thank God this morning that he is able to see us through over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right along this morning, I've got some issues with the YouTube downloader, so I got a live uh, song by Van Morrison, Whenever God Shines a Light. I had it. 
uh, the recorded version, but this is live. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I, I keep trying to uh, figure out a way to download it. It keeps saying to buy the premium, but I already had the premium. But when my computer got swiped, it took everything. And, uh, the, you know, the Lord blessed me to shut it down in there. So I think what they would have done, they couldn't. Yeah, what they would have done to me, they couldn't totally do it all. God is faithful. And I thank him for it. And we're still able to use the same computer, brand new, same computer, to do the morning show. Because that's what's most important to me. I check emails and Facebook and other stuff on it. But my main focus is to be here 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the morning to let God have his way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, um, I'm going to pray again this morning. I'm seeing some things. I'm going to pray again this morning. And then after prayer, one more song. We're going to start early this morning. And one more song, and then we're going right off into Acts chapter 12. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We thank you for being on our side today in spite of us. Father, we thank you for looking beyond our fault and yet meeting needs. We thank you for your word today, Father, for your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. We thank you that you inspired man to write it for us, that God will know what to do, what not to do. And we thank you this morning that we can follow you because you will lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. And, Father, we remember you counted Abraham faith as righteousness. Hallelujah. Because we believe you're leading guidance in the right places. No calamity shall come now our dwellings. Are we the head this morning, Father, not the tail? We're above and not beneath. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. And Father, this morning, we thank you for all of this. Thank you for loving us in this way. We thank you this morning for your grace and your mercy. We thank you most of all, Father, for your love. For it was your love uh, that brought us here. Love lifted us. Love saved us. Hallelujah. Our love cares for us, and we thank you this morning. Father, we come asking that you would bless every caller here and every listener this morning. We ask today, Father, that you would forgive us for all our sins and wrongdoings and wrong thoughts and wrong speakings and wrong feelings. And, Father, though our sins be scarlet, we ask that you would wash us as white as snow, cleanse us this morning from all unrighteousness, and give us a clean heart, O oh God, and renew the right spirit within us this morning in the name of Jesus. And Father, your word, we thank you. We thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for, Lord, making it brand new like we never did nothing wrong. And Father, we remember your word this morning that says, come and let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll wash your white as snow. Father, we can come to you at any time and talk to you about anything. And we ask that you would stir more communicating with you up in us today. Father, do it until we leave here or until you return. Stir it up in us that we have a greater, more 
of a prayer life. We continue to pray more. And not necessarily just asking for things, but your word said we have not because we ask not. And we don't want to ask amiss. But, Lord, we want to talk to you more and, and, and fellowship and commune with you more and show you you love in the name of Jesus. Father, remind us. We're human and humans forget. We're asking this morning that you would remind us, dear Lord, sometimes we can just stop what we're doing and talk to you. And we thank you. Because, Father, wherever we go, we can make a prayer closet. Don't even have to move our lips. Yet you hear our heart. And we thank you this morning. Father, we come this morning asking that you would heal the sick here. Each of us that are going through in the body, the natural body, God, we ask that you would heal in the name of Jesus. Father, we know that you took a beating for the healing of the nation. We know that you heal all manner of sickness and disease. And Lord, for every stripe that you took, we ask that you would send your healing to each of us today in the name of Jesus to heal Sister Sherry's eye. And God, even as she's doing more treatment, don't let it hang so bad, but yet let the healing continue. In the name of Jesus, touch Brother Lou and strengthen him. Touch Sister Dorothy Goodman this morning and bless her, Father, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. I ask today that you would move in a mighty way for her. In the name of Jesus, no calamity shall come down her dwelling. In the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. Bless Sister Samoa. God, move for her in a mighty way. You know what this woman's standing in need of. God, you know what she struggled with. Move today on her behalf. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Bless Minister Shonda today. Move for her, God, in a mighty way. Father, we know that you're able to do everything but fail us. And again this morning, help us to remember to trust you with our whole heart, with all our heart, and lean not to our own understanding. Father, help us not to think that this is going to be the outcome of anything because it could be negative. But help us to acknowledge you in all our ways. You're going to direct our path. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you this morning. Bless Sion this morning. Father, move in a mighty way in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Bless Sister Jerry this morning. Open doors and make ways. Lord, you know what our heart desire truly is today. Do it for her in the name of Jesus. We touch and agree today. And Lord, we believe that if we're touching and agreeing, then you are in the midst. Not only you're here and you're here, but, Father, we believe you're going to answer. Bless Pastor David and bless his family this morning in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. God bless Brother Anthony on a new job, in the training, Lord. Give him wisdom like never before. Give him understanding and knowledge like never before. That, God, this would be the spot for him the spot which build him, the spot that he'll retire from with great benefits in the name of Jesus. 
And Father, help him, show him what to do, lead and guide him in the right path for your name's sake. Bless his sons, Lord. You know what they stand in the need of. Moved by your spirit for them today. Help them to remember the godly things that the Father taught. In Jesus' name, we ask it this morning. Father, bless the segment of Jesus in the morning. Move by your spirit here for us. Open our spiritual ears that we can hear your word this morning. And apply it to our everyday life the way you want us to live it. In the name of Jesus. But Father, you're teaching us through your word what to do and what not to do. And we're grateful unto you this morning. We appreciate you. We love you. There's none like you. Father, bless those that are incarcerated, those that are in every every branch of the military. Thank you, Jesus. Bless Cassandra this morning. Garcia, oh God. God, I thank you for her testimony. Ask today, Lord, that you will shine upon her like never before. And what she's seeking, that some of you give it to her in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And, Lord, I ask that you would bless all of us today financially. Move upon us, Lord. There's some things we want to do. There's some shopping we want to get in even. So, Lord, we know that you're able Hallelujah. Do it for us in the name of Jesus. Bless widowers and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people. Preachers preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. Israel and Jerusalem. All our brothers and sisters overseas. America and the leadership of America. Father, bless today. In the name of Jesus. Continue to have mercy. Let your grace abound. Continue to let your love shine. Help us all today. In Jesus' name, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're grateful, Father, unto you. Father, we're grateful. We thank you. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us. And answering our prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We give you glory, Father. We give you the honor. Uh, We give you the praise. We bow down today, Father, and we worship you in spirit and in truth this morning. We give it to you this day, for you alone are worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We can't say thank you enough. But, Father, there's none like you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we're grateful. We're grateful unto him. We love him. We love him today. So, look, we're going to one more song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we will come back with the book of Acts. Chapter 12, chapter 12, and uh, we're so thankful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
sweet to walk in this pilgrim way. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day. Leaning on the everlasting checking the mail because I see what's in the mailbox online but I'm seeing now they don't show you everything when I got there was full and so I looked through the mail and everything and I found this beautiful uh, look cute little envelope got some wonderful stamps on it if I was a collector oh these would be the the, the business yeah uh, gospel stamps godly stamps I should say and it says Happy Mother's Day. That tell you how how long it's been there waiting on me since around May. Let's see if it's on here. It's been there waiting on me since May the eighth of two thousand and twenty-two, and I got it on Monday. But I really looked through the mail, you know, later, and I found this Happy Mother's Day, and it just says Love Shonda. <laughs> I was tickled over this. And I mean, it's beautiful. It's got beautiful flowers. It's got a nest with a bird and the eggs 
shaking all and, and the flowers are uplifted up off the car. It is just absolutely beautiful. And you know when I get cars, I like to tell everybody here and share it. God bless you, Minister Shonda. Thank you so much. I mean, I love it. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And so I'm keeping my cards. And what I'm going to probably start doing is making some kind of card collection and, uh, you know, put them up, put them out. You know, you can see them. And so I thank God for that. I thank God for that. And maybe I could take pictures and, you know, put them, put it on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter so people can see it. Yeah, what I'm talking about. So we thank God. Make a, bit, look, a little two-minute video. That would do it. God bless you. And so we just thank God this morning. And uh, we're grateful unto him. And without him, we can do nothing. Yeah, so we're thankful unto Almighty God. Hallelujah. We need him today. We need him. Can't make it without him. And I know the world thinks they're making it without him. And we're praying for them because we know better. I do. I know better. God wakes you up every morning. He calls you to go to that job and all the evil you're doing, and he's still allowing it. And without him allowing it, he'll cut it off and you off. He's got that kind of power. Yeah. He's got all power. There's no higher power. So I wanted to share that this morning, and um, good morning, everybody, and God bless you. Thank God for us tuning in together, and uh, we're the church, and uh, we want to hear what Christ is saying to the church as his bride. I believe that. I believe the church is his bride. And anybody know anything about that bridegroom and his bride? He loves his bride. That's why he got her as his bride. And so I believe that we are his bride. And he loves us. And he's for us. He's the son of the true and living God. And God loved the son. And whatever the son brings to him, not only will he hear what the son have to say, but he said, well, okay, son, give it to me. I'll take care of it. If not that, he look at it and it changes. Or he speak to it. <laughs> He's got the power to do all of this. He got the power to just wave his hand. Hallelujah, and things can change. He can look at it. Isn't that something? Just look at it, and it changed. That's all power. I can remember when I would take my kids to church, and they might be talking to each other, and I just look over there. They, they look straight ahead. <laughs> they get quite interested in what was going on in the church. Conversation ended. And God had the power to just look. And it will immediately change. I want him to look upon all of us today. And whatever shouldn't be, as he look at change. He look upon us and we healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank him this morning. I thank him. Look, we're going on to the book of Acts. I was trying to wait until exactly 8 o'clock 
because it helped us not to end so, so early. And so that's what I was trying to do. And you know what? Let's go to this little cute one right here. And uh, immediately when we come back, we jump right into Acts, the 12th chapter. yesterday and Monday too, and the King James Version. So in Acts chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. So now he he made cruel attacks on the Christians, on the believers. Yeah. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Mm-mm-mm. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Yeah, took Peter 
Hear James, the brother of Jonah. Really for no reason because of what these people believed and what they stood for. Jealousy is an ugly thing. Let me tell y'all something. Jealousy will kill you. If you find out a person jealous of you, uh, we used to say feed them with a long-handled spoon, but stay away from them as often as possible. And don't tell them too much good that's going on with you. See, these people here, uh, 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 King Herod, they, they wasn't raising nobody from the dead. They, nobody who was blind, they went there and prayed and the eyes come open. They couldn't touch nobody and things changed. They couldn't call nobody from the dead. But these people here, James, John, Peter, Matthew, God gave them the power. That's why I love that song by uh, uh, Van Morrison. Whenever God shines a light on you. Yeah. He said, Jesus heals the sick and the lame. And he said, you can do it too in Jesus' name. Yeah. And because he saw in chapter, in verse 3, and because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quadrants of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Because it pleased the Jews when he saw it pleased the people. There wasn't no justice in that. Wasn't no right in that. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayers was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keeper before the door kept the prison. The door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side. You know, he, he hit him on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chain fell off his hand. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him and was not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. He didn't think it was true. Am I dreaming? Is this a, a vision I'm seeing? <laughs> when they were past the first and the second war, they came unto the iron gate that leaded unto the city, which opened to them of its own accord. The gate just opened up. And they went out and passed on through one street and forwith the angel departed from him. After that, the angel left. He was on his own. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me out of the hands of heaven from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house 
of Mary, the mother-in-law of John, whose surname was Mark, where they where where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a dempster came to Hawken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. <laughs> Rhoda was excited. She didn't let Peter in. She left Peter and went up to tell the rest of them that was praying. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly confirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Yeah, they, they, Rhoda, you mad. You, you, you hearing things. That's the angel of Peter down at the door. That's not the real Peter. But when they opened the door, there Peter was. Boy, look here. They was, ah, ah, in ah, yeah. But he beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. Hold on, hold on. Don't y'all say that. Let me get my testimony. Let me tell you what God did. And he said, go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea, and there abode. And Herod was highly displeased with them, of Tyre and Sidon. But they came with one accord to him, and having made blusters, the king's chamberlain, uh, their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. And upon a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, set upon his throne, and made an oration unto him, I mean unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of God and not of man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Right there on the spot. Yeah. But the word of God grew and multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. Oh, yeah, it was real over there. It was real, real. The apostles went through a lot so that we could be free to do what we're doing today. So that we could cry loud and spare not and not be condemned. But they're trying to bring that thing back around where they crucify the church, where they crucify the men and women of God that teach the truth. All kind of stuff is going on. People don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear what fit their agenda. What makes them feel good is what they want to hear. Never mind the truth. But I'm going to tell you when they receive the truth, when them or their children are about to die. Then they want to come to the truth. Sometimes they die. Sometimes the child gone and die because it's too late. You took too long to accept the truth. We got to accept the truth today. 
the word of God holds true. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You hear me say it every day that I can because it's true. Now, there were we on Acts uh, chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simon that was called Niger and Lucius of Serene and Manan, I know that's it, which had been brought up with Herod, the Tachar, and Saul. The Tachar and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And the Lord said, Yeah. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work unto whereunto I have called them. He separated them. See, remember this. Wide is the road that leads to destruction, and it's crowded. Narrow is the road that leads to God, and few there be. So every now and then on the narrow road, we're going to pass some people that's doing the will of God. But they won't stay for long because they have their work to do, and you have your work to do. He just blessed y'all to come in contact and strengthen the hand of each other. And to praise God together and then go on about your business. Yeah. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed unto Seleucia, Seleucia. And from thence they called, they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews. And they had also John to their ministry. I mean, to their minister. And when they had gone through the island to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bajet Farhasus, which was with the deputy of the of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Well, I told you when folk get jealous, it's something serious, and they will kill you. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind. My goodness. Not seeing the sun for a season, 
and immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Ooh, you got to be careful. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Now, when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidelia. Yeah, Pisidelia. All right. And went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue, sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if ye have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Then Paul stood up and beckoning with his hand, said, Men of Israel, and ye that fear God, give audience. The God of this people of Israel chose our fathers to exalt the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with an high arm brought he them out of it. And about the time of 40 years suffered he their manners in the wilderness. And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Sharon, he divided their land to them by lot. And after that, he gave unto them judges about the space of 450 years until Samuel the prophet. And afterward, they desired a king. And God gave unto them Saul, the son of Sith a man of the tribe of Benjamin by the space of 40 years. Yeah. The, 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 oof. Thank you. <laughs> and when he had removed him, he raised him up unto David to be their king. Well, and when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall, which shall fulfill all my will. Of this man's seed has God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a Savior, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. When John had preached before his coming the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel, and as John fulfilled his course, he said, Whom think ye that I am? I am not he, but behold, there cometh one after me, whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to lose. Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God, to you is the word of this salvation sent. But they that dwell at Jerusalem and their rulers Rulers, because they knew him not, not yet the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath day, they have fulfilled them in condemning him. And though they found no cause of death in him, yet desired they pallet that he should be slain. And when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulcher. But God raised him from the dead. 
And he was seen many days of them which came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. And we declared unto you glad tidings, how that the promise which was made unto the fathers, God has fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus again. As it is also written in the second psalm, thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. And as concerning that, he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption. He said on this wise, I give you the sure mercies of David. Wherefore, he said also in another psalm, thou shalt not suffer thine holy one to see corruption. But David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers, and saw corruption. But he whom God raised again saw no corruption. That's Jesus. But be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that thou that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sin. And by him all that believe are justified from all things, from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you, which is spoken of in the prophets. Behold, ye despisers and wonders and perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe, through a man declared it unto you, though a man declared it unto you. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now, when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious postites followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy. I told you that jealousy demon is no joke. Many times when people can't do what someone else else can do, they get jealous of them. They plot to do something to them. Many times people will say bad things uh, about other people to a group of people, and the fastest way of communication is tell them out. That's the fastest way of communication. This one tells that one, that one tells that one. When you know anything, it has spread it abroad. Sometimes people overseas know what's been said about you because of envy, because of jealousy. Those spirits are very ugly spirits. Oh, they'll make people say some crazy stuff to you, and you're trying to be a blessing to them. I see it all the time. Many times God said, don't say nothing. They can't help themselves. Don't say nothing. You, they need you. Forgive quickly. And I move on. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. They didn't want them to have the crowd. They didn't want them to have an audience. 
Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold, yes, sir, and said, it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing ye put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. All right, you Jews. Y'all don't want it. You don't feel you're worthy of the truth. We'll give it to them who want it. The Gentiles want it. Let's give it to them. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. Remember Peter from Joppa on the housetop went down there to Cornelius. God let him know he'll save anybody who want to be saved. Yeah. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. When they low down and dirty, they attacked them and drove them out of that pod where it was at, being a blessing unto the people. See, they got more audience than these folks over in the synagogue. The very next Sabbath day when it was time to preach, they wanted them to come over there to the Gentiles, and I mean everybody came. So these folks was jealous. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came unto Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Huh? We suffer, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that our labor is not in vain. I can't help but rejoice. I can't help who's jealous. I can't help who don't like me. I got to do the will of him that sent me. And they may not believe it's his will. They may think it's my will, but nonetheless, I'm obedient and I'm going on in Jesus' name. Do what you got to do. Think what you got to think about me. I'm good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And God retired me. Listen, and sometimes we try to go back to things God took us out of. We really do. And he'll let you struggle and let you continue. I'm remembering this morning how I used to go and cook and clean and do laundry and see about the elderly and the sick and children. And I know Louis remembered, but as I got older, God started dwindling down the work. Chante had left and gone back to Alaska, and I didn't have the help I used to have. So at a certain age, Stopped all of that. Gave me more prison ministry. Um, gave me more Jesus in the morning and more freedom door stuff. Because I don't tell y'all everything. But anyway, God blessed me. And uh, sometimes I, I want to do it so bad, but he brought me out of that and I can't. 
Some days I want to push a wheelchair. Now, now you're not pushing a wheelchair now. I'm, I'm going to need you to do what I told you. Yeah, I retired you from all of this. But he didn't retire me from spreading the good news of him. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I still can write inmates. I still can go visit the prison. Hallelujah. I still can give somebody a ride to and from. But I'm praying that the Lord will give me or uh, even make my truck handicap accessible. And if I can get that done, then I can give handicap to easily get them to and from where they need to go. Because a lot of them want to go out. They don't want to just sit in the house all the time. They might want to take a trip to the movies, to the beach, and I'm able to do it. Hallelujah. So, so Jerry and I was talking about opening up a, a handicap accessible uh, salon to get nails and feet done. Yeah. Because uh, people have a handicap. It don't stop them from being who they are. If it's a woman, she's a lady. And she likes certain things that she was doing before this happened or after it happened. It don't matter. But God will open the door and make a way. I do know that. And so I want the intercessors to pray with me on my truck becoming a handicapped truck. Yeah. That way, the back, I can let it up and there's a ramp, push the wheelchair right into The side, the door slide. And if they're on a walker, they can just walk and turn the walker around and, and the back will be to the truck. But all they got to do is lift up. I put the lift down, the lift lift up with them and the walker, and they just sit on the seat. Yeah, my, my niece have a handicapped band, my bands, because she do stuff for veterans, taking them to and from medical appointments. Yeah, so she had to get a handicapped, you know, band. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. I rode with her twin sister to see where she, all she owed. She went somewhere, everywhere, all in the backwoods of Florida to pick people up, take them over to Lake City or Gainesville and bring them back. Oh, yeah, beautiful thing. Sometimes she would drop them off and they would admit them so she didn't have to wait and take them back and we go to the next spot. I, I went and I bought a pair of, uh, I think the Converse's from this store in some town. I can't even remember the name of the little small town. And they was on sale for $29. I think 19 or 29, Louis. I don't remember which one, but I got them, and I still, that's been years ago, I still have those uh, Converse quarter tops right now. <laughs> I don't wear them. I, I think I wore them maybe once or twice, but I haven't worn them since then, and that's been years ago. So I'm hoping one day to give them to uh, one of my grandsons, maybe as a birthday gift or something like that. But God is faithful to his people. And when you have a heart for the people of God, let's say you got a heart for the church, which is yet the people of God, God will bless you with things you had no clue that you would one day receive. God gave it to you. Nobody can take it away. And what God has for you, it is for you this morning. 
Yeah, that just come to me, and I had to share that right quick. Quick testimony. But we open the book of Acts, chapter 14. And again, we in this book, we starting at verse 1. And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Do you see this? I'm telling you that jealousy demon is no joke. I, I remember telling this person, I said, I, you know, I, I didn't want to tell her, but I had to. Because a close relative, it was a sister, a close relative was so jealous of her. And did a dirty many days. Beat her up, all kind of stuff. And she's still trusting this person. Because in her mind, this is my sister. And the Lord had me to whisper to her in her ear, that sister's jealous of you, stay away from her. She looked at me right quick like, oh, how do you know? You know how I know this. Only God could reveal this. I don't know you and I don't know your life. I don't even know your sister. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren because they were jealous. That's what happened. They were jealous. They didn't receive as many listeners as Paul and Barnabas. Long time, therefore, abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. They stayed there a long time speaking boldly in the Lord which gave testimony unto the word of his grace. His grace is sufficient and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hand, laying on the hand, the eyes come open to the blind, laying on the hand, the hand that was withered and, 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 and arthritic. They laid hands on that hand and it stretched out and went back to its normal use. But the multitude of the city was divided. And part hell with the Jews and part hell with the apostles. Now these Jews, that jealousy blinded them so that they was against God. You see what that jealousy demon to do demon to do? These people was against the truth and against God because of their own jealousy, because of what they wanted, because of what was not offered to them. They couldn't lay hands on nobody and they were covered. The blind couldn't open their eyes and see under these evil people. But if they had accepted the truth, they could have. Once God gives you the Holy Ghost, you can lay hands and the sick will recover. So now they done divided. Part of them with the Jews and part of them for the apostles. And when there was an assault made both on the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them. 
Yeah, they want to kill him. I told you that. That jealousy demon will kill you. They were aware of it. They were aware of it now. And fled unto Lystra and to debris. Cities of Laconia and unto the region that lies around about. They left there and went somewhere else. And there they preached the gospel. And there said a certain man at Lustra, impotent in his feet, he was crippled, being crippled, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. He was crippled from birth, never walked. The same heard Paul speak who steadfastly, beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up right on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Ben Morrison said, he said, you can do it too in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices saying in the speech of Laconia, God are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter. And Paul Mercurius, because he was the chief speaker. See, they, they, they called them names from out of space. <laughs> yeah. But they said God sent him down. God came down to us in the likeness of men. But named them something from out of space. Then the priest of Jupiter which was before their city, brought oxen and garlands unto the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people. Yeah. Which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they rent their clothes and ran in among the people crying out and saying, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passion with you and preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein, who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. I got to go back. Jupiter was a city. I'm sorry. Uh which was before the town that they came from, and they took oxen and flowers to the doors of the town and was about to make an offering with the people unto Barnabas and Saul. But they called them, they did call them uh, Jupiter and Paul Marcus because he was the chief speaker. I had to go back and just do a little clarifying that. Who in times past, verse 16, suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left him not himself without witness, and that he did good, and gave us rain from heaven, and fruitful seasons filling our heart with food and gladness. Yeah, at one time, we, everybody could be their own. The Philistines could worship rocks and bricks and sticks or whatever they wanted to. 
other countries could worship rats and cows and chickens and whatever. And God would wink. But it got to the point where he commanded all to come to repentance. Put all of that away and come to the true and living God. Many wouldn't do it. Many still practicing the same foolishness. Many practice witchcraft, voodoo, black magic, white magic, all kind of foolishness. Instead of coming to the true and living God that have all power, that can cleanse you from all unrighteousness and make you over. Make you a new creature in him. Yeah. 18 says, and with these sayings, scarce restrained they the people that they had not done sacrifice unto him. And there came thither, which is there came there, certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, and persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Oh, God got a mighty sweet way of protecting you. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to debris. Debris, yeah. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra, Lystra, and, I, and to Iconium and Antioch. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. And after they had passed throughout Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. And when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down into Italia. And thence sailed to Antioch, from whence they had been recommended to, to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. And there they abode a long time with the disciples. They stayed there a long time. God is faithful. And there will be days we suffer. But we got to make sure we are, the suffering is for his name's sake. It's for him. It's because we went to talk of his wondrous works and make known the deeds among the people. Sometimes we're not just talking, we're trying to show you what he did for me. He's no respecter of persons. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. If he was a lawyer in the courtroom for me, he'll be a lawyer in the courtroom for you. If he was a doctor in the sick room for me, he'll be a doctor in, the, in your sick room for you. If he opened the door and made a way for a job that I got the pay of a master's degree, but I didn't have a master's degree. All I had was experience. 
If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Sometimes you won't have the experience, yet God can open a door and do it for you. Ask yourself this this morning. Let's, let's everybody ask us this, our own self this. Is there anything too hard for God? Is it? What is it God can't do? I know he can't lie. He won't lie. And it's not that he can't lie. He just won't lie. He's not a lying God. Can you think of anything else or anything that God can't do? Because again, this morning, with God, all things are possible. With man, things are impossible. But there's nothing too hard for God. But we must believe this. We must be reminded of this. We must tell ourselves this. We must walk by faith and not by sight. God is a spirit and he's dependent on your faith because that's what's going to move him. All that crying and not, that don't move God unless you're praising him. I can go to him and they tell me count the tears of a woman. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I ain't put my faith in the action. I haven't trusted him with all my heart. I'm leaning to my own understanding. That's why I'm crying. If not, I don't have to shed a tear because I trust him. I don't have to shed a tear because I believe. Hallelujah. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Oh, I love it. I love it. All I got to do is believe. Again, this morning, he said that if you got the faith, look here, the size of a mustard seed. And they showed me that thing, how tiny it is. If you got just a grain of faith and you tell this mountain to go out to the sea, it's got to go. But you got to believe in order for it to move. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful to you this morning, Lord. So look, we over in Acts 15. And uh, we're at verse 1, chapter 1, uh, I mean, uh, verse 1 of chapter Acts 15. I done got a little excited there. And it reads this, and certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. What are they talking about? What is that, Barbara? Without circumcision, the rule of Moses, there's no salvation. That's what they're saying over there. Verse 2 says, when therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and uh, disputation, disputation, with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. Are you kidding me? And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenix and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. And they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders. And they declared all things that God had done with them. 
But there rose up a certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the laws of Moses. Listen, no matter where God is, and especially God's people, and especially the men and women of God that spread the good news of God, because Jesus and God, they're one. No matter, the enemy is always at work. He always want to raise somebody up in the church with some mouth that don't need to Things don't need to be said. But many times they want to be seen. they jealous. Uh, they know what you said is the truth, but some kind of way they want to put a little twist on it, you know, just a little tiny bit so people look at them and not the ones God sent to bring the truth. Because he could have used you. Why didn't he use you? You didn't have what it takes. You the one out there with the big tassel, you know, and the big thing around your neck, the white little piece around your neck with the black shirt, or they got color shirts now. You the one with the big robe on, and men got robes that look like dresses. I have to watch all of that. Why didn't God use you? Why did he chose me at the project to come? Why did he choose the man he just released from prison? Why did he let him? Verse 6 says, And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. (laughs) And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, You know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God? to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear. And that's what they'll do. They want you to do what they can. They bring all this big speech and talk out, but they're not doing it. But they're looking at you to make sure you're doing it, which you can't either, because they can't. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Then all the multitude kept silent and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simon had declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them of people for his name's sake. And to this degree, the words of the prophets, and it is written, after this I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, 
and I will set it up that the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles and turn to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from the pollution of idols and from fornication and from things strangled, strangled and from blood. For Moses of old time have in every city them that preached him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Then pleased it the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men to their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, surnamed Basabas, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. And they wrote letters by them after this manner the apostles and elders and brethren send greetings unto the brethren which are of the Gentiles and Antioch and Syria and Sicilia. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. You see this? It seemed good unto us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us and to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication, from which if ye keep yourselves, ye should do well. Fare ye well. So when they were dismissed, they came to Antioch. And when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the epistle. They delivered the letter which when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation. And Judas and Silas, being prophets, also themselves exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. And after they had carried their space, they were let go in peace from the brethren unto the apostles. Notwithstanding, it pleased Silas to abide their still. Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord, with many others also. And some days Paul, some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. In other words, see how they doing. And Barnabas determined to take with him, with them John, whose surname was Mar. But Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder 
one from another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Sicilia and, and confirming the churches. Yeah. You see that? Sometimes you're going to have some disagreements. Well, it's not about that true word of God. It might be who should go with me. Uh, it might even be should we do this on the first Sunday of every month or should we do it the fourth Sunday? It might be something like that, but it won't be that we got these discrepancies against the word of God. We got out with each other because now, because how can two walk together except they agree? And see, this what happened with the church. We let people come in there and say things and get in the con- why, why did you go over there and put your membership there? Was it because of family? Was it because of the truth? Was they teaching the word of God over there for real? And you heard what drew you over there. The spirit of the Lord drew you there. Or did you go over there because family? Did you go over there because of co-workers or friends or whatever? Make sure you're being led by the spirit of God wherever you go. I know so many people don't come out to church. And at first I thought it would be strange, but then I got to see you coming out too. You're coming out from under these buildings because you're the church, and I want you to do, wherever you go, I want you doing church business, okay? Because you're the church. Sometimes you're going to have to sing. Sometimes you're going to have to pray right here. Sometimes you're going to have to encourage somebody. Sometimes you're going to have to inspire somebody. Sometimes you're going to have to give an offering right here. You have to pay tithes over there. Because we're the church. <laughs> I love it today. I love it. I love it. Listen, I got to go to one more. Um, re- okay, he had to run off to get mid. Okay, see you later. All right, Brother Lewis. So look, uh, we're going to take a little quick one here, and uh, I'll be right back. Of the goodness of God 
www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah, Miss Cece Winding and the goodness of God. And listen, the studio is open. If anyone has something this morning they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. And listen, you may want to come in and share 
how you've been a part of a church confusion, a church breakup. Uh, a young man, I called him my spiritual son. I knew him to be at this church for years and years and years. And they ordained him as a minister at that church. And when he would see me and talk to me, he would break, the, oh my goodness, he would break the word down and we would have church right there on the spot. We would have a praise service wherever we was. And when I, when I looked around, other people had come. He had been at this church for years. He was one who would talk of the wondrous works, the wondrous works of God. He was one that would make known the deeds of God among the people. He would talk of his goodness. He would tell people how he got saved, what he used to do, and how when God came in his life, everything changed that wasn't right. He wasn't perfect, but he was yet striving for perfection. This man, these people came in, and they wasn't the right people. I'm going to put it that way. And this particular pastor that he was under for years decided to let these people come in that wasn't right. Instead of him putting them on the altar to receive God, he let them in just the way they were and did not talk about coming to that altar to be saved. So this young man left and a bunch of the ministers over there and a bunch of the people left. Because you cannot let people decide God. Not in what he has already established. I can't let nobody come and tell me, Barbara, you can't be preaching Jesus on Jesus in the morning and you need to change the name of that show. What? I can't come to you to my well, we're going to change the name of the show and we no longer going to say Jesus. We're going to call it the higher power a show, morning talk show. And we're not going to use the name Jesus. We're just going to use the name higher power. How many going to stay under there and, and you've been taught Jesus all this time? How many going to stay with me and all I talked about was Jesus? When I look in the studio, there will be no area codes and phone numbers. So when I look in the chat room, there will no longer be a Louis. Because Louis said, the day you stop preaching and teaching Jesus, that's the day I'm gone. Huh? I know if I stop preaching Jesus, Doc going to say, uh, um, Sion and, 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 and David, we got to move on. Sister Barbara done lost her mind over there. We can't sit under that. She's scared to say the name Jesus. Somebody told her, and she told us that somebody told her she need to change the name of the show. She need to stop using the name Jesus and start using higher power. Uh, she now being dictated to by somebody and not the spirit of God, we got to go. Anthony said, bye, 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 <laughs> bye, 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 bye. I love you, Miss Barbara, but I got to go. 
We cannot let man dictate God to us. You got to know him for yourself. And when you know him for yourself, you don't follow every wind and doctrine. Because some things will sound good to you, but it won't be good for you. So maybe you had this happen in your church. Maybe these people stood up and said, well, we need to sell fish dinners. And this side over here stood up and said, well, no, what we need to do is pay our tithes and offering on time. And what we need to do is plant seeds in the ministries of the church, the prison ministry. Because somebody got to drive to the prison, it takes gas. Sometimes when they get to the prison, they're able to work with a group. And where they're working with the group, they can buy food to feed the group. And so they bring, both sides bring it to the pastor. And he says, well, I'm going to agree with the fish dinner sellers. Well, them tithe-paying teaching people and seed-planting people, because God loves a cheerful giver, they're gone. They're not going to stay there under that. Because uh, frying fish and selling fish sandwiches, I- I'm, I- I'm receiving, I'm not giving. And you cut my blessing off, so I got to go where I can pay tithes and plant seeds and be blessed. And ain't no fish selling going on over here. Now, we can do some things because we can sell fish sandwiches to help a family, you know, with a big item because the church don't have it like that. But then if we pray and fast and give, It'll add up to more than we need, and we still don't have to sell fish dinners. If we out here selling, it's to put in our own pocket, and then we're going to take a percentage of that and give it back to the Lord. And the balance, we can split up between each other for the work. But we're not out here selling no dinners and things in the name of the Lord uh, to do something in his house. Because if it's his house, he provides and takes care of his house. Your tithes and offering and seed planting will do it. You don't have to get out there in this heat. In Florida, it's the month of July. It's like it's hotter than June. August will be hotter than this. So what we do as we stay in the word. So again, this morning, maybe this has happened at your church. Something came in there and split the church. Some went that way. Some went this way. Sometimes nobody's left at the church but the pastor. And the church closed down because he agreed with the wrong thing that was against the word of God. And people knew that. Some feel where he, he agreed with them because he against us. They take it personally. And that's why they left. So if this has happened to you, maybe you want to, you don't have to tell exactly what it was, but maybe you want to share, I've been in a church split before. I've seen this happen before. Yeah. I've seen where somebody got up And God used their mouth to tell the church, including the pastor, about changes that need to come about. 
and he knew it was the truth, but he dismissed its person because he didn't want the people looking to the man, the woman of God, but continue to look to him as the pastor and do what he says, knowing it was some foolishness in the church. He knew it was some foolishness in that. Matter of fact, one of his family members started the mess over there, started the foolishness. And the, 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 the elders that obtained a good report, they went through a lot. Those apostles, ooh, honey, they went through a lot. Didn't Herod kill James, the brother of John? Killed him. Didn't they stone Stephen? God sent Philip out of there. Philip went and witnessed to the Ethiopian unit and baptized him and then disappeared and was found in a whole nother place. That was the work of God. And today we don't believe. That's why we can't do it too in Jesus' name. We can't heal the sick, the lame will walk, the dead will come alive. We don't believe. We holding on the man's doctrine. We holding on in our church, we don't get excited like that. We are dead quiet ministry. And you're not believing over there. That's why God is not moving over there. You go every Sunday, you still sick. You go every Sunday and you still messed up. Hallelujah, Jesus. All right. Brother Anthony, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you, sir. How are you? I'm blessed. Highly favored. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to give God thanks for life, having strength, keeping my right mind. Yeah, thank God for activity on my limbs. Thank God for who he is, tell me what he's doing in me, where he brought me from, where he's taking me at. And I just thank God for his, his grace and his strength. And I just want to say good morning to everybody. I'm still training, but I just kind of wanted to you know, uh, reflect on what you were speaking on, Miss Barbara. And uh, that same situation, you know, I currently encounter that same situation. And, you know, I just, you know, I, you know, we have a relationship with our father. So, you know, and in that relationship, you know, you know, like you said, being to the natural eye, if you don't have that relationship, you won't know. But, you know, being that you had a relationship with your father, you know, he, your spirit man, and you will agree with what's, what's right, you know. And if it ain't right, you know, your spirit man going to let you know. And, you know, it's going to convict you. And, and even, I would say, not only to convict, you know, you will have a feeling, you know, and know that. You know things ain't right. You know, and God will lead you in that situation. And you know, I just kind of dealt with that. You know, like I said, uh, yes, I mean, a couple of days ago, and uh, just kind of really bothered me. And I had got to the point where I couldn't even, you know, really sleep. You know, that day after it had bothered me. So I, you know, that night when I, you know, went home, uh, you know, I just began to uh, pray and uh, read the word and. You know, just focus, you know, um, and talk to the Lord. And, you know, he it showed me, exposed things to me, you know, and I have prayed prior, you know, 
you know, to that, you know, in this season, Lord, you know, that expose anything that is not of you that, you know, that you, that's not what you have for my life, you know, expose anything, you know. So the Lord is doing that, you know, in this season for me. And he is, you know, speaking to me. And you know, I just thank God for the relationship that I have with him. And, you know, I, I tell him, you know, daily, you know, I just want to be right and do what you have for me, your will, and not man's will. So, you know, that's one thing we got to learn. You know, we want to do God's will, not our will or man's will for what, you know, he has called us to do, you know, in our walk. And I also wanted to say, you know, in that, you know, uh, me feeling the way I was feeling and, you know, the Lord speaking and uh, the, the discernment of knowing that it wasn't things wasn't lining up like it needed to be, you know, in the spirit, you know, being that I've been in ministry, you know, and being to, you know, in the ministry mm-hmm. and the knowledge and the wisdom, and having wisdom and knowledge and understanding, you know, when, you know, praise and worship, you know, knowing the difference between one or the other, and when, you know, is you know, the Lord, like I said, the Lord will show you, you know, if you ask, you know, and that's something that I, you know, learning and still going to learn, and he's going to continue to expose it to me, but I just thank God for, you know, that, you know, that just to be able to humble myself and him being able to show me, you know, these things, you know, because, you know, you don't want to be led astray, you know, and the words say you don't want to be pushed or blue like uh, the chaps in the wind or, or different doctrines, you know, so, you know, we have to be real careful, you know, in these days, these last days as well, you know, and I, I, just, I just thank God and you know, it's a blessing, you know, just to even hear this. And I can also say, you know, uh, it was along the lines of the things that happened. You know, it was confirmation the following day, you know, concerning what, you know, had happened. You know, saying so I got com- confirmation. And, you know, I was kind of sharing it with one of the young guys. That, uh, well, I didn't say, you know, we about the same age. I might got him by a year or so. But uh, I was just sharing it with him, you know, and, uh, you know, he, He's very knowledgeable, and, you know, he's a believer, and he's walking and striving as well as me, you know, and, you know, we, we was able to touch and agree, and, you know, even that, you know, the things that he spoke on, you know, it, when I got those, you know, throughout my day, you know, it was just, uh, we had just finished talking, and I end up, as we talking, he has, uh, you know, kind of uh, had a German or certain situation, and he said something. And then what he said, when I got to where I was going, that it was a train in the bathroom that basically said the same thing that he was saying. So that was God letting me know that was confirmation, you know, that, you know, what he was saying, you know, concerning the situation, you know. So that blessed me, you know, tremendously and let me know that, you know, uh, you know, not to doubt anything but more listening, you know, and, you know, we also, I could say, too, you know, we just have to take the time out to also, you know, watch and pray and, you know, know and want to know the characteristics of God's voice, you know, so as he speaks to us, you know, in our walk with him and having that relationship. So I just hope that enlighten some people and bless y'all and y'all continue to have a blessed day today. Man, uh, I just thank y'all for listening, and I just wanted to say uh, good morning to everybody this morning. I can't go through all the names, but, uh, you know, 
But God bless you. know, I love y'all. You know, I normally shout out the names, but got to get back to work. But y'all have blessed day. Y'all continue to pray for me. And I pray for y'all. And y'all continue to pray for my strength in the Lord. And I will do as well for y'all. God bless you. Now, y'all, excuse me. Amen. I'm muting your mic, Brother Anthony. Yeah. Sometime in the church, those in charge and leadership try and lead us their way and force upon us what they want for us, not what God has said. I can remember going to a church, a church at some time, and I, I told them what God said, but I got permission. I got permission first. Because I was a visitor. And when the pastor called upon me, he or she, I asked, could I obey God? And many times they said yes. And I told them what God would have me to tell the church, including the pastor. I've had pastors to say, you know what? You're all in my sermon now. I didn't bring the sermon forth. I didn't preach it yet, but this is my sermon or my message God gave me for the day, and you all up in it already. And he would tell the church. I was in Orlando at one time when this happened. He said, now, we know that was sent from God because there's no way this woman knew what was going on over here. Not that deep because what we talked about was secluded and in privacy. And no way she knew this. When one of his ministers got up, no, after church, he asked her, he said, do you know her? She said, yeah, I know Barbara Mack, and I'm going to tell you how she knew me. I went to her church, because see, all, all preachers, ministers, pastors, apostles, we all have pastors. We are all under somebody. And so he said, do you, you know this woman? He said, yeah. She said, yeah, I know her. I know Barbara Mack. He looked at her and he said, okay, because guess what? I had gone to her church, didn't open my mouth, didn't say a word. She didn't know who I was until after church. I went to her church and just began to praise God during the praise service. And the spirit of the Lord come down and fell in the house. I continued to praise because I was like, brother, after that, I say, we couldn't do nothing about it but praise him. We couldn't stop our own praise because the spirit of praise was on us. When I come back to myself, I the praise God has slayed the house. I was the only one standing. Do you hear me? Because I'm, I'm thinking everybody else still standing. We just lifting our hands and we just praising God. When I looked, he done delivered folks. He done did things in people. That's how she knew me. So I don't tell y'all every, every, every detail of everything now, but I tell you the basic, and that's the basic I'm giving you. Why? Because when you let God have his way in his house, He's going to bless you. When Jesus was whipping and beating and throwing them people out of there and kicking tables over, he told them his house wasn't no den of thieves. His house is the house of prayer. 
But many times the pastor ain't prayed up himself. He ain't fasted up because he's been laid up with the usher. The deacons can't get the prayer to support the church or the pastor because he's been laid up with the choir members, fornicating them, committing adultery. Them apostles, they fasted and prayed, and they stayed together on one accord. And that's what's got to happen today. The church must get on one accord. And until we get on one accord, we won't be able to do it too in Jesus' name. Heal the sick and raise the dead. And we're not on one accord. I'm going to the left, you going to the right. I'm stepping up the steps, you going down the steps. We're not going to do like they did on the day of Pentecost, be in one place at one time on one accord. I don't care what church you go to. If you believe in Jesus, he should be the key and keep us all together. Not what doctrine are you under. I could care less about that. Jesus is the key. Let's go with his doctrine. He so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whoever will believe in him won't perish but have everlasting life. Let's preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's lift up the name of Jesus, the name of Jehovah, so that he can draw all men unto him. He wished that none should perish, but we too busy dressing up to go to church. We too busy concerned about what others think about us. Foolishness. That's what it is. I see people wash their car on Saturday so it'll look good with them going on Sunday. Who paying attention to your car like that? Uh, uh, the hat got to match the shoes and the uh, dress, you know, and the suit and nonsense. The scripture said, render your heart and not your garment. But we pick and choose what we want to do and how we want to do it. There are cliques in the church. I've seen women that get close to the pastor's wife and her friends. People she, she you know, want to deal with in the church. The rest of them, they don't even look her way because they don't feel like they on her level with the dress and the authority. Foolishness and nonsense. If she's a pastor's wife, she should be humble as a dove and loving on everybody. And them she see that's not dressed up, them that she know can't afford certain things, them the ones she love and she pull close to her so because she's fasting and praying for them. And she wants them to see her love for them. Not the ones that get the nails done every week and the feet done and, you know, they got the oop the doop the swoop, bam, bam, hairdos and all this old craziness. And when I wear something, it got to be fancy. I got on a jean outfit, but I got the slits in it. What in the world? Get somewhere. We coming in the house of God to give him our whole heart. We coming in the house of God to praise and worship him. I'm not coming in here looking at nobody but Jesus. Got time for that? <laughs> A brother by, <laughs> by the name of Jesse taught me some good things about that coming in the house looking around. 
and how you touch people and all of that. <laughs> he taught me a valuable lesson and told me to do something about it. But we got to get right with God. And if you're not one that's going to church, you're seeking God at your place, you're in good shape too, real good shape. Because you know your family. And on Sunday, you ain't looking around in there to see what they got on. You ain't peeping out the window to my, uh, honey, what you drove into the garage? You know what he drives. Did you wash your car yesterday? You know we having church today. What? What, what, what are you talking about? But man want to dictate God to man. When you know him for yourself, you will not let people beswindle you, bamboozle you, none of that. Because you know God for yourself. You know what his word says. You walking and stand in his word. Yeah. So the church can get divided, separated. They won't let me beat my tambourine loud. I'm going to find me a church where that's all they do, be tambourine loud. Is that crazy or what? Yeah. They won't let me cut my toenails over here. I'm going to a church where they're cutting toenails every Sunday. That is nonsense. That is foolishness. As my friend Danielle Brown say. That's Fargo Noggle. <laughs> yeah. So look, we look into the hills from which cometh our help. All of our help comes from the Lord. He made the heavens and the earth. We look into God for his will and his way. We can't allow man to give us man way and man will. It won't work. It'll destroy us. What belongs to God? And we pray and ask him for understanding, knowledge, and wisdom with what he gave us, especially his word, because we're going to share it. God will bless us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He will bless us. Look, the studio's still open. If anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one today and come in. And it's already all right this morning in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We go into this one, and um, when we come back, the studio is still open. We need to stand up for the truth and the right. We need to tell the story of Jesus everywhere we go. It's wonderful to be born again. Wonderful to have our sins washed away by the blood of Jesus. Listen to the words of this song. It may encourage you. The light from heaven. I'm glad the sun, the S-O-N, is always shining. Amen. Praise his name.
God that understands right. and yeah. takes care of his children yeah. and surely he is our great comforter who is your trust in tonight I hope it's the Lord Jesus Amen. if it's not God that you're trusting in then you're not trusting in the right one That's right. Yes. because the Lord Jesus is the way and he's the truth and he's the light and I hope that your faith and your trust is in him if it is not, the Bible says if we confess our sins, that He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins yes. and cleanse Amen. us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. And He'll be your comfort. He'll be your guide. He'll be your strength. And He'll be your high tower. Yes. Amen. I promise you, He will never fail you. He'll never leave you never forsake you. 
but he'll be a friend that will stick closer than a brother. Praise the name of the Lord. Listen to a great song that will encourage your heart and lift you up. It's called My Company.
want no pretty folk. Thank you. But you think your looks got it. Thank you. But I wish I had somebody. Thank you. Somebody getting a little ugly for it. Thank you. And just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When my life could have been cut off. Thank you. And the neighbor didn't even know. Thank you. You let me made it. Thank you. You let me live. Thank you. May not have everything thank I want, you. but I thank you for what you gave me. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 